0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, it is the Baggies Broadcast, it is season 5, who knew we'd make it to season 5 and I am joined by the one, the only, the man who has struggled without me over these past two weeks, I am sure, Mr Joe Massey.
1: I have struggled without you mate, that is true.
0: I have have struggled.
1: I have, I've missed you mate, I've missed you, I've, I've, I've wanted to do this podcast for weeks and weeks and weeks, um, but of course... You weren't in, um, but yeah, Jameson well, Judah was available. No, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Judo Judah was available. A few, we had a few, a few little hiccups. Um, <laughs> we Probably can't go into them right now. Um, but yeah, we had a few little hiccups. But yes, now, I'm very glad that you're back. Um, coming back, punching really, aren't you? I've just said like this. Keep going on news now, and whenever I see a story pop up, it's quoting Albion reporter Luke Hatfield. <laughs> Am uh, I
0: stepping on some toes? I
1: think I think they got your job title wrong there, eh? mate. Last time I checked, I was the Albion reporter, but you seem to be, uh, I don't know, you're robbing that, just getting into Albion every way you possibly can. And also, I noticed...
0: Oh, here we go.
1: You made a little song and dance about getting a blue tick on Twitter.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to talk about something else. <laughs> what did you think yeah. I was
1: going to talk about?
0: Um, I, what was? It? What did I, oh, I thought you were going to talk to me about tweeting during my time off. Um oh, no, As, that
1: was funny though. That was funny when you were texting me about Albion while well, tweeting about Albion while well, probably talking to, her, to your missus about Albion. That was funny.
0: Yeah. Um, I wasn't talking to anyone about Albion, but but yeah, uh, I made a song and dance about it partly because I know it really annoys you that I've got a tick and you haven't.
1: Well, I had a tick, didn't I? I lost my tick.
0: Yeah, that's. Uh, you could reapply.
1: I could reapply, but I think I think it's probably cool and not to have one, you know.
0: Oh, of course you say that. Now I've got one. <laughs> of course you say it. Uh, no, yeah, got the blue tick, mate. Got the blue tick. It, Is- it, it, it requires more than I thought it would, you know. What do you mean? So you have to go through like a little application process. Um, of course uh, you, you have to...
1: applied for it. When I got my blue tick, it just appeared one day.
0: Uh, I think that's because the company did a batch application. Um oh They just threw you on the end of the list. Uh, No, so you have to like, you have to like prove that you're a journalist, but then they ask for like a photo ID, uh, this and that, like I genuinely think it was easier for me to get my passport and my driving license than it was to get my blue tick.
1: But what makes you happier?
0: The blue tick for sure. You love
1: the blue tick, don't you?
0: Oh yeah, Uh, although I was warned straight away by someone um, who I speak to online uh via twitter that they, they've got a blue tick by the way they said get ready for more abuse and i was like what, what, what why would i expect it and then literally two minutes later someone's asking me why 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 is this fraud got his blue tick really yeah they, they come out of everywhere mate
1: oh mate you don't talk to me about abuse i'm getting powers at the minute <laughs> Get an absolute power. I'm not. I'm not dealing with it very well. I hate it, mate. I absolutely hate it. I'm getting hammered left, right, and centre.
0: I feel like me and you are very different. I'll I'll, I'll, someone will abuse me or or message me, and I'll respond with like a gif or something. But I feel like you take it a bit more to heart.
1: Yeah, it's awful because like we we're very lucky in this job. Like we get a lot of love for it. Albion fans have been great with me really since day one. They've been so like, by and large, they've been absolutely awesome. Mm. Um, But then obviously like last month or so. Um, had a bit of criticism on certain issues that we might get into, we might not. Um, yeah, mate, I just don't like it, I just take it to heart. It's awful, because, like, people send nice messages, and, like, you read them, and you're grateful, and, like, it's so nice to hear and stuff, but one bad one, like, one bad one's, like, a hundred nice ones. It, like, I, oh, yeah. just, like, you only focus on the bad stuff. I feel um, like
0: a nice message, like, is appreciated. But one bad message is more harmful than than that one good message is appreciative. If you yeah, make...
1: yeah, 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 that's not that we're not appreciative of the good messages. Yeah, but like, yeah, the the the, the nasty ones are like, and yeah, they're like a dagger. Yeah, uh, it's weird. But all, uh, the people who don't like me, a lot of them, bar the ones that are like, I had a, I had a pop at someone on Twitter this week about it, bar someone who hasn't got a profile pic and their name's like. Boing boing baggy 7865298 Well,
0: our boing boing baggy 75628 is a great guy. <laughs>
1: They get a lot of abuse from people like that, people who don't have their actual name, don't have a profile picture, and have got eight digits after their name. But the, the other people who go for me are all lads, you know, and they're all sort of aged between 25 and 35. Oh, we have got a key demographic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got it's about 10 lads, 10 to 15 lads who don't like me, but it's what it is. I'm trying to move on from it. Obviously, I'm not moving on from it because i spoke about it straight away on the podcast. So I've, I've shoehorned that in early, um, but never it's mind.
0: Been, it's been an interesting week, hasn't it? I mean, I... I, I Football didn't come home, mate, and I've still not moved on.
1: It's been an interesting month, mate. You left me in my hour of need, it's fair to say. Two and a half <laughs> weeks off. Probably haven't... Yeah, never needed you more, but Luke Hatfield had gone. Still got, we've still not had our Nandos. Still waiting for that. I'm
0: st- I'm trying to organise it, but the things keep coming up. Like, for, you know full well I'm not allowed out until Sunday.
1: Oh, of course. I keep forgetting you're isolating.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I'm missing Woking, which is... Uh, I'm, I'm really... Uh, I'm really sorry to say I was really looking forward to going to Woking, and that's the first time I've ever put them words in the same sentence. Yeah, I was but really you're Albion, it. don't you? Uh, I, I love doing my job. Um, but yeah, uh, so I can't do that. Uh, for those who don't know, I, I did test positive for COVID, but I'm fine. Don't worry about me. Feeling fine. Feel like I'm completely over it. Um, body prepared me with, with the jab, I think. Um, but yeah, so I can't do that. Um, I, don't, I don't know where the point started now. But yeah, oh, and then football didn't come home. So I missed, I couldn't go out for the final. Gutted. And then they didn't bloody win the thing?
1: I'm so, I, I didn't, today's the first day. Um, I feel like myself again. So it's Wednesday. The final was obviously on Sunday. I'm in like, a
0: similar boat, I think.
1: I was, at a nice, I, I, went, I was off this morning, I'm on a 12 shift today. So like, I had a nice morning. So that made me feel a bit better. But generally, mate, I can't, couldn't handle it. I took my England shirt off at about 7pm on Monday. Oh. I just couldn't take it off. I know that sounds ridiculous, but I literally s- slept in it and then just refused to take it off all Monday. Yeah. I was just gutted. Wow. Uh. Just... I'm so proud of them. I'm so immensely, immensely proud of them. And I, I love Gareth Southgate. Like, he's my dad. That is how much I love him. I genuinely love him. Um, I wish, like, my whole life I've been, like, country before club. I'm so desperate to see England win a major tournament. It's untrue. But I, I want it. I never. It's not possible to want it more, but I kind of want it more with Southgate in charge. Yeah. Um, and anyone who criticises him, I hate. And I know there'll be loads of people listening to this who will... Be criticising him for this, that, and the other, but oh my god, I think he's done the most amazing job, and I think he's the most amazing man. I think he carries himself absolutely perfectly, and I just will not have any bad words said about my beloved Gareth.
0: Sounds like Mrs. Massie should
1: be worried. I genuinely Um, am such a Gareth Southgate fan. I love him.
0: I must admit, you knew my thoughts on Southgate before this tournament. I'm a convert. Yes. Good boy. Do you know what it is? You know the game that did it? Germany. Yeah. That Germany game. Oh my... Genuinely, to a T, perfect. Perfect. That's what got me really believing it. I was At that point, I was like, okay, whatever decision he makes, because I gave him some stick at first game, I, and I, I always think you should... You know, you, you should be allowed to question a manager, whether you like him or not. Um... But this after that, I was like, okay, I'm convinced. Whatever decision he makes, I'll stand by it. If he gets it right, if he gets it right, if he gets it wrong, he gets it wrong. There are obviously decisions that went the wrong way in the in the final. I think he, he could have been managed better. But at the end of the day, it was a good Italy team. We lost on penalties. Uh, some of the the abuse of the players after obviously despicable, horrendous stuff. Um, but you know, England have made a major final for the first time in what 55 years. And it looks like that team's only going to get better as well, which is good. Um, but let's get on to Albion. That's the important thing. Um, we're over that. We're over we're it. Right, I, I just stuff. want to make
1: it clear. I'm never going to be over it. I'll, I'll only be over it the day we lift the trophy. That's the only day I'll be over it. Next winter. Hopefully next winter. I hope so. That's what's what? so hard about it, is It's so hard to win a tournament.
0: Yeah. I mean, you don't. You, they had a great opportunity someday. That's the, that's the thing that hurts. Such a good opportunity. After that first got that early goal, and the way they bossed the first half hour of that game, I thought, this could be it.
1: They got to a shootout and Pickford saved two of the penalties. Imagine if if I told you, we're going to go to penalties, and I guarantee you, Pickford will save two of them. You'd take that all day long, wouldn't you?
0: Oh, yeah, every time.
1: You'd take it all day long.
0: The the Jorginho save is something else as well. Ah, that's an amazing moment. Oh, the way he talks himself into it as well. I love that clip. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, No problem. I'll just save it. I'll just tip it onto the post. <laughs> One of the best penalty takers in the Premier League. I'll just tip it onto the post, mate. But I absolutely bless him. love
1: soccer, you know. I love bless,
0: him. Yeah, bless Saka. It killed me watching it. I, I I do wonder why they had a 19-year-old or however old he is taking the fifth penalty. But at the end of the day, the shootout decision's decided. You you stand by them takers. I think Rashford another day tucks it away um, and you're up against a good keeper it's, it was a tough one it was, it was really tough it was tough to take um, some of the scenes at Wembley by the way ridiculous that needs to be managed better yeah
1: broken Britain isn't it yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm coming out of it now like I know we've got to talk, stop talking about England but I am as I sit here today I'm back I'm still gutted like and I, I wanted us to win it so badly I can't not picture them on the podium I just can't. I just can't think of the joy that would bring me seeing them lift it. But I am immensely, immensely proud of them now. Like that of, of, of the, every single person in that squad, yeah. the way they conducted themselves throughout this whole tournament and over the last couple of months. I am so proud of them. I just want them to win it so badly. Yeah. So badly.
0: Don't worry, mate. It'll, it'll, happen. it'll, uh, happen. it'll uh, happen. One man, I hope you you do see like a Gareth Southgate figure in your life over the next. 12 months and you know on maybe three more years on top of that valerian ishmael he's a new albion boss we haven't spoke about it i watched your video with mr Jude. i enjoyed it um he's the oh. new man he's the new man in the dugout what have you made of him so far
1: so i like him um i really really like him um he's very serious he's yeah. very very serious um and He's, like, charming, but not menacing is a bit of a strong word, but just has a real air of authority about him. Um, he's just a cool dude, really. Um, I mean, look, I've only met him once. Um, only first impression. Hopefully, speaks to him again at Woken on Friday. Um, but, yeah, he just come across as, as just a... A real cool dude, really. He's, a, he's sort of very, very stylish. Like, I mean, he's French. I always think the French are quite stylish. Yeah. Um, dressed really sharp um, for the press. Are so very, very polite. Um, and, yeah, he... I said it on the video with Judy. He just sort of answered every question in the exact same way. It didn't matter if you were asking him something sort of whether it was about tactics, whether it was about transfers, whether it was about the ownership, whether it was a bit of banter about football coming home, he sort of just was exactly the same with every single answer. There's no sweat on him; he just took everything in his stride. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, he, I being honest, he, I mean, this is a, a bit. I probably don't need to know this information, but he's, he's my kind of guy to be honest. So Sam Allardyce, I really liked him, but uh, and I did. He really, I really warmed to him, but he was all very sort of bantery and wanted to yeah. take the mic and wanted to um, he'd, like, he'd be like, Oh Joe, so you haven't got any more air on the top of your head sort of thing. And all this, and then it was, it was fun. It was, we, we had a laugh, but I always say like, I'm hilarious. Five minutes after the event. Yeah. Like, someone <laughs> will make a joke and I'll be like, I'll say nothing back. I'll be like, ah, oh, I've got nothing. I've got no comeback. And then I'll be in my car five minutes later. and am going, I should have said that. I should have said that. That would have been hilarious. Um, but yeah, I'm always like five minutes behind. So I'm quite happy with this smile because I think he's going to be... He's very serious. He's very focused. I don't think he's very bantering, but I think he'll, that'll come sort of thing. It'll be... Yeah. It will get to know him a bit more and it, it'll become a... Um, but yeah, he's very, very professional. Um, and from a purely selfish point of view, and this is purely selfish, if you could ask me what's the one quality you'd want in, in the manager, it would be, be professional. Yeah. Um, that's what I like to deal with. So he certainly came across as that. So yeah, in terms of me, he couldn't have made a better first impression. I thought he was I thought he was very impressive.
0: Yeah, certainly has an air of authority about him. Um and that's just watching, you know, some of his interviews. It's a sign of of Albion's commitment though. The fact that they've, they've they've handed him a lengthy deal. It's a lengthy deal. It and I think that will ring well with a lot of Baggies fans because too often recently I think there's a bit some of the fan base or majority of the fan base I'd probably say probably look at, at Albion and the managers who are coming in and see them. it's maybe is it a little bit too short termist now it seems that they're, they're they're giving Ishmael this job and they're saying look we want you to implement a style something that we've seen other clubs do around the area in particular and Albion are going to buy into that is 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 that the vibe you're getting from it?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was a statement straight away, really. it as soon as I mean, before he, was, I mean, it was unveiled ten days or so after he was announced, and obviously the four the four year deal that he signed is a headline grabber, isn't it? There's, yeah. there's not there's not many managers who get four year deals anymore. We see a lot of one year rolling, two years. Bilic got two years. Allardyce got this sort of eighteen months with a six month break clause. Um, it came abundantly clear in Ismail's presser that. Ken, who's now got a much more senior ro- Well, not more senior role, because he's chief, he's chief executive, but that job title hasn't changed. But he's got a lot more hands-on role now in terms of the football side of the club yeah. um, since Luke Dowling's departure. And it's clear that he believes that Albion have lacked an identity. Um, he believes that they haven't had a clear... Sort of philosophy, and and you you have to agree with that, really. I think if you're going from Slaven Bilic to Sam Allardyce, in in, in that if if Sam Allardyce is a successor to Slavon Bilic, you'd have to say there there isn't a clear strategy at the top. Um, it certainly isn't what Barnsley have done, um, for example. Barnsley obviously using that as an example because of Ismail, but. Mm the gagan press the counter press whatever you want to call it they bought into that four or five years ago and every manager since has gone with that philosophy um albin haven't had that um and Ken believes that Ismail is the man to bring it to them and, and, and there's there's no doubt he is in terms of he's sort of from what I gather he is like gagan pressing on speed like he is i mean' it's like it's even it makes Jurgen Klopp not look like a gay and manager. He gay and so much. So, I think they have got a manager that's going to implement a completely new identity at the club. A manager who, is, as said, he's assessing every area because he is. It, interesting quote was he said, "I don't need the best players. I need my players. I need my type of players." So that's why he's conducting this like thorough review into the academy and stuff and looking at all the players because he has got such a clear way of playing that. I don't think any of us, bar him and his coaches, really know the exact type of player he needs for each position, but he certainly knows it. Mm. Um, yeah, so I think that that's the plan. Um, the plan is this high-intensity way of playing, hopefully, for, for a long time. That's what Ken wants at Albion. Um, and that's why he's gone from Ismail from the beginning.
0: I suppose the question is, if you are doing this and you're buying into someone who bring a system... Uh, how much time are you gonna are you gonna give them the time to really implement that? Because it's not something that you can a lot of the time do in three months in pre-season. It's something that's gonna take much longer than that, isn't it? And it might be it might not be until halfway through this season where we really see things start to click and gel.
1: Yeah, I think halfway might. I think halfway is a bit extreme to be honest. I think you'd be able to do it before then. I think you've got to remember, if you look at Albion, say the season last went up under Billets, if you look at Albion after game one to after game ten, they were a different team. Yeah. They were a lot more settled down, a lot more knew what they were doing after ten games into the season. Um, I think Ismail has got the benefit of a pre-season. He didn't have that at Barnsley. Of course, with Barnsley, the flip side is they already sort of had that, that fitness levels, that high intensity press anyway. Um but yeah, well, look, it's going to take him time. Of course, it is, and he's mentioned that it will take him time. But I think the championship's a long old season, um, and you can drop points in it. Let's be honest; you can lose a couple of games, you can draw a couple of games. It's not you, you can and, and still be in a very good position at the end of it. So I think I'd be I'd I, by ten games into the season, I'd expect this man to thoroughly have his ideas across, especially mm. with the amount of pre-season games. They're playing as well. I think, I don't think it'll take him, it'll take him time, but it won't take, I don't think it'll take him too much time.
0: The question, as well, which obviously a lot of people have been asking, is you look at the squad they've got, which players suit, which players don't. It's, it seems to be, to me, a very intensive style of play, one that requires a, a lot of running, a lot of pressing, and Some players suit that better than others. For me, the likes of Grady Dean Garner and Colin Grant, I think they'll be looking at this and saying, I'll tell you what, I fancy a bit of this. A lot of pressing, a lot of forward-thinking play might be a little bit direct at times, but regardless, it will suit those kinds of players, won't it?
1: Yeah, I think it will be direct. I think, I mean, we've said before, Ismail calls it vertical football. He doesn't like the term direct, but we use the term direct, and I think it will be direct. I think... He, he, did, he, did, he did stress at his press conference that he's going to have more players at Albion who are comfortable on the ball. Yeah. Um, so there will be more possession. It will be a bit more possession-based than what we saw at Barnsley. Um, it will be. But I think, I think anyone, anyone expecting him to change what he did at Barnsley radically is, is just not going to happen. I mean, why would you? I mean, Ismail had real success at Barnsley in this league playing that way. Um, so I don't see why you would rip that up, really. It's going to be very, very similar. Hopefully, with the greatest respect to Barnsley, we're better players. Yeah. Um, Albion have got better players. They cost more money. They were in the Premier League last season. So I think that it, it will be it will be direct in terms of how teams play direct in a Gagan press. Alex Moir has said sort of some really interesting stuff. He thinks the fans are going to absolutely love it. It's not. There's a difference between direct and route one and hoofball, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, and we've talked on this podcast before about moments that get crowds going, whether it's a crunching tackle, whether it's whatever, and the way Albion are gonna they're gonna swarm. Leads are direct. Yeah, leads are very very direct, and everyone raves about Bielsa and his style of football. So Ismail, when we talk about Ismail being direct, we're talking about him being direct like Bielsa more than we're talking about him being direct like Tony Pulis uh, but it is get the ball forward you're not going to see Albion's back back three or back four whatever they are playing out from the back and keeping the ball very often they, and you're not going to see the midfielders doing it either they're going to they're, they're going to be under instruction to get the ball forward quickly Yeah. Um, and when they're out of possession they are going to go they're going to swarm um, and they're going to try and win possession really really high at um, the pitch and that is, that is direct football. It's not it's not hoofball. Um, but that, that'll that be how they play this season. And it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Ismail is, from what I gather, from what I gather, and we touched on this earlier, but Ismail takes this counter-pressing to, to the next stage. So what I would say is, unless anyone listening to this podcast watched Barnsley, watched 15, 10, 15 games for Barnsley last season... We don't really know. We haven't really got used to the style yet. So we're going to have to watch these games and learn as we go, really. And then and then almost determine if we like it or not. Um, yeah. But by the sounds of it, Barnsley fans loved it. Alex Mowat says we're going to love it. If we're winning, we're going to love it. Um, I, think it's, I think it's exciting. Um, I, I do, I do think it's exciting. It's going to be an intriguing season. Um, and this is really a bit... Silly, looking even further ahead. But I think if is Albion, was to get Albion up, I think the following year, his system would cause a hell of a lot of problems in the Premier League.
0: That's the one thing I really like about this appointment. And it's a system where this is the style of play we're going to play. If you like it, great. If not, you're going to have to put up with it. And I think it's the same. It'll go into every game... In the same kind of fashion, where he's saying, look, this is what we're going to do. If you can beat us, then you can beat us, but we're still going to do that. And it, I know it can sound a little, by, a little bit naive, but when you get it right and you've got the right players and the right squad and everyone buys in, it'll be a great watch, I think. I think I'm really excited to see it, personally. I think it'll be an entertaining style of play, which is something that Albion fans haven't always received from managers. And I think it will I think it re- really will be interesting to see how we, he how we manages it. Of course, there are questions on other players and maybe question marks for me over the midfield players. Um, I know we've seen that addressed already, but Jake Livermore, Remain Sawyers maybe more so. Are they going to be capable of playing this style under Ismail That's the question.
1: So it's really hard to know in terms of like <clears throat> what who is going to be suited to it and I think a lot of it is down to the individuals. I I would imagine, if Jake Livermore comes back in the shape and in the condition he was in before the start of the last promotion season, I think he'll thrive in this in this in this way mm. in this system. I do. I mean, look, he, he is thirty years old now. I don't know, like he's had a, a he's had a long and successful career, hasn't he, Jake Livermore? I mean, he's a, he's had an excellent career. So uh, you don't you just don't know how his body is is, is but, the gods that, on the yeah,
0: is not that old though, is it? I mean, it's not like 33, 34, then maybe you're like, okay, can you do the running? But at 30, you still think, you feel from your mobile at 30.
1: Yeah, he should be. Everyone's different though, aren't they? Like, it's hard to know. Like, it's just hard to, it's just hard to know. that. What I would say is, I've got no doubt that Livermore, the professional that he is, will get himself in the best possible shape he can possibly be in. Yeah. And then I'd imagine he would, and I would, I'm genuinely expecting him to thrive under Ismael. Um I think... I think he will. I think he'll. I think he'll be that player that we saw. That's in, from, in sort of from when was it August to March that season before he we went into lockdown. Um, Soyers is a different one. Let's be honest. Most people have written him off um, under a smile. Um, what I would say is about Soyers. Um, he covers a lot more ground than people realise. Mm. The word the word that's always used to describe him is languid um he does he does look like he is strolling around a little bit, but when you look at the data people have shown me data in the past where he's right up there you know hes it's surprising the amount of ground he covers um it i think it's entirely up to him i think it's it's entirely up to him if he want if he can do it or not really i mean what what ismail's asking for is for you is for players to be one hundred percent fit and to cover a lot of ground. Yeah. He's not, he's not asking them to do things that they can't do really. Do, do, do you know what I mean? He's not asking them to like, it's not an ability really. It's not an ability issue. Like he's going to be, he's just going to have to go into that, into that, into that way of playing. Um, so it's up, it's, up, it's up to all of them, isn't it really? It's up to all of them, whether they're going to buy into that method, whether they're going to be willing to press the way Ismail wants to press. Um, yeah I just have to say have to see, I'm going to have to see um, as, as as the season goes on
0: It's interesting though because I do think there are there are there are obviously positives and negatives to this style of play, but by the sounds of it, Sawyers won't be asked to do if he was to play. you won't be asked to do too much defensively in terms of sitting back and protecting that back four and in the same time his passing range and his, his ability to pick a pass, especially going forward. Being Tyson, I mean, if you if you're winning the ball back high, I mean, he's in a great position to play them passes, which we know he's more than capable of doing yeah. in the championship.
1: Yeah, and he's very very composed, isn't he? What yeah. what Soyuz won't do is if he picks up the ball thirty yards out because Alpine have pressed relentlessly to win it high. When he gets on that ball, he won't panic, um, and he will look for the next pass. He will, and it will be a forward pass because he always he always passes the ball forwards. Um, so yeah, don't I've just. I don't mean I don't mean to sit on the fence really but I I I think it's true what I'm saying I I, I don't think we truly understand what Ismail Ismail's methods are yet. Mm. Uh I think we will understand them when 10 games into the season. We know he he chops and changes systems. Look, he plays variants of 3-4-3. But at Barnsley, sometimes it was 3-4-3, sometimes it was 3-4-1-2, sometimes it was 3-4-2-1. Um and all these different systems suit different things, different players. So, yeah, I'm that rel- I just wouldn't, I just wouldn't write anyone off at this moment in time. I just wouldn't write them off. We just got to see what happens, how fit he gets them, and see what happens in pre season.
0: Yeah, I can't personally. I can't wait to see um, how they handle it in pre season. A lot I think we're all looking forward uh, to the first weekend in August as well. Albeit the game moved to a Friday night, which is not ideal.
1: You're um, going to that one.
0: I'm going, I'm, I am I'm. mean, I'm planning on being there. Good, good. But my aim is to be there. Um, I don't know if I'll get a hotel yet, though. It's a long old drive.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm getting a hotel.
0: We'll have rooms next to each other. Yeah, exactly, um, yeah. All right, let's talk Incomings. Alex Mowat, Um The link came up. No one was surprised. Um, did really well at Barnsley. Under Ismail. Free... Uh, free signing out of contract, and I think it could be a brilliant one
1: it's probably the number one player Albion needed to go for really I'd yeah. say this summer look they need additions all over the park really don't they they've needed a centre-back they've got Matt Clark in they probably they're definitely going to need a striker or two yeah um we know they like Trevor Chalobah, so it looks like they're going to sign another central midfielder as well but I think Alex Mowat was probably the hottest free transfer this summer in the Championship. You could for may- sure in
0: the Championship.
1: You could maybe make a case for Marcondes, who's gone to Bournemouth. But I like him, and I would have happily had him. But I think Mowat is the better player. Yeah. Adam Smith at Bournemouth, I think he signed a new deal there. Maybe he would have been a good signing as well, Can play both sides. But I think Mowat was the hottest, hottest free agent this summer, Obviously, Ismail is a big reason why he's at Albion. Albion look would always have been a, a draw for Moet. Um At the end of the day, they're a heavyweight in the championship. So they would, would all, he would always have been interested in talking to them at least. But I think the fact that Ismail's there, that's, that sort of made that wrapped up straight away, really. Um, yeah, I think he's a fantastic player. I think he's a fantastic addition. He said, Ismail gave some really interesting quotes on him, I thought, about how. He is going to help him get his message across. Like, Moet already knows the way to play. Yeah. Moet gets it, he understands it, he's thrived under it with Barnsley. So, Moet is, if you like, Moet is going to be Ismail on the field, isn't he?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and the fact that Ismail's got that can only be beneficial, really. Smack bang in the middle of the park as well, in the heartbeat of the team it's paid two million pounds compensation album did to land Ismail, which is a lot of money for a manager. Yeah. Um, but, and I know free agents aren't free agents and so they get signed on fees and maybe the wages will be a little bit bigger because they haven't blah, 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 blah. But two million for Ismail, you think, Oh, that's a lot for a manager, but two million from Ismail and Moet is great business. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think he's a cracking addition.
0: Matt Clark, another one you mentioned. I think that's another good one. Um, He's signed on loan from Brighton, of course. He's another one who who knows the division well. Um, I think he did a lot better than Derby's season maybe showed. Um, he was there for the past two seasons as well, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, yeah, he's there for two seasons. Won their Player of the Year um, in one one of the, the first season he was there, I think. Um, yeah, very good defender. I know a bit about him. Seen him play for Portsmouth quite a bit. He's 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 he just. He's a he's a he's a big unit, um, and a, he's he's very like a leader type centre back, very, very good in the air, no, no messing about. Um I think it'll be a really really good sign in. I think Albion's I I I believe next season Albion will have five centre backs and they will be Clark, O'Shea, Ajay, Bartley and Kipra. Yeah. Um Bartley's been linked with moves to Crystal Palace and Newcastle, from what I understand. Albin are, like determined to keep him really there there is there is an issue where he's only got one year left on his deal um yeah. and at the end of the day, everyone does have a price i mean if someone comes in and offers like silly money for him, then they obviously leave same as anyone else but from what from what I gather, Albin are very much expecting Bartley to be at the club next season, and he's firmly part of Ismail's plans for next season so I think you have to, if you're going to play three at the back, you have to have five center backs simple as that because Injury suspensions, eventually they'll take their toll. You need five centre-backs. I think Albion have got five excellent ones there. Absolute top draw. Yeah. Um, For the Championship, I think they're absolutely brilliant.
0: I'd agree with you. Um, Is is five enough? Uh, I mean, it seems fine to me.
1: Yeah, I think five is a perfect number if you're playing with three. Um, Six would be harsh on whoever's the sixth, I think. Yeah. Yeah, That has to be... Your sixth has to be a kid, really. Like, Caleb Taylor is there... He'll probably be sixth choice, I'd imagine, um, because yeah, you'd need three injuries or suspensions to play, wouldn't you? And that's
0: you're asking a, a lot for that to happen.
1: Yeah, you'd be a bit unlucky. The yeah, other play, yeah, I'll, Ismail would be a bit unlucky to have three injuries at centre half all at the same time.
0: Yeah, and I mean the the plus side as well if you play a three. Uh, the likes of Darnell Furlong, the likes of Connor Townsend, I think they both re- do really, really well at wing back, and it's it, it's a system which I think suits them too.
1: Yeah, completely agree. And most and like the most importantly, they they got the engines to do it, haven't they? Yeah. Um, I have to say, I think they're both good defenders. I think Townsend's probably a slightly better defender than Furlong. Yeah. Um, but they both thrive going forward. Furlong, unbelievable in the air. Absolutely unbelievable, but I think just having that little extra man behind Furlong will help him. Um, just because he is so box to box, if you like, He's so up and down that wing. Um, Connor Townsend delivery absolutely fantastic, which is what you want from a wing back. Um, I, I think that but I, I genuinely think they'll both thrive under Smell. I can't I can't see it any other way. Abbey need cover there. Yeah. Um, they do. Need, they probably need cover there. Uh, well, they do. They will need cover there. Um, well, yeah,
0: Gibbs is gone. Uh, yeah. LTA's gone.
1: Um, I, 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 the interesting thing on the right-hand side is I wonder if Matt Phillips will get a run there. Yeah, I think um, he'd suit it. I think he'd suit it as well. I think he's a player who could potentially thrive under Ismail. Um I mean, he could play anywhere, really. Um, and obviously, I got so many other options going forward. But, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm... Thrilled, really, with Albion's defensive options for, for for next season. I think they've got great options.
0: Yeah. Um, the big one, like, like you said earlier, is, is striker. Um, We've on Trevor Uh, uh Femaro Jeju. He's another man who's kind of been mentioned. Is he the type of striker you'd, you'd imagine seeing coming in? You know, someone with a bit of size can hold up physical, knows where the goal is.
1: Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, he's on a free as well, isn't he? Yeah, uh, I've not heard anything about him. I know he keeps being linked with a Bristol Live, but um, it's not, it's not a name I've heard. But um, it's obviously it must, it must be something in it. Bristol, Bristol uh, it's Gregor McGregor, isn't it? The Bristol Live reporter, yeah, uh, wonderfully named Gregor McGregor. Um, I'll give him a bow, but yeah, uh, yeah, they, they need us on the forward, don't they? I think it's gonna be, it's going to be fascinating going forward. I mean. Barnsley played with Corley Woodrow, didn't they, last season? Who's someone who can hold the ball up and bring others into play. Uh,
0: Daryl Dykes, was it, as well? Oh, and Daryl Dykes
1: as well. Yeah, 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 of course. He yeah.
0: really did well after coming in in January.
1: Um, yeah. The, for me, the, the the squad is... We're crying out for an by the anger type, aren't we? We said all this last season. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm sure... Um, yeah... I know. Be, well, I know Albion are looking for strikers. I know. I know one. Uh, it's a bit like I know. I do know one of them on the list, but I'm pretty convinced I'm not going to get him. So I haven't run a story on it, Um because I think it would just whip things up a little bit. Oh, I
0: can't me- believe you're going to dangle that carrot.
1: Maybe I'll it, do though. it. Maybe maybe I'll do it another day. I'll, I'll see. But um, yeah, they definitely want a striker. They definitely want a striker. They will sign the striker. Um, yeah. they will sign the striker um, this window.
0: The other big talking point is departures. Ishmael, Ishmael didn't dance around the subject of, of Johnson and Pereira. I mean, he's fully expecting them to go, isn't he?
1: Yeah, he is it's, inter- it's interesting how. Yeah, uh, I was sort of... Yeah, he is. He is. He's expecting them to go. I, I've, I've been told that Albion are not going to. That Albion and Albion do not need to sell. They, I think, if we're being honest, Albion would like to sell. I think if we can get, I think worst case scenario, 25 million for Pereira, worst case scenario, I don't know what you're saying, worst case scenario, 12, 15 for Johnston.
0: Yeah, it'll be between
1: uh, 10 and 15, I reckon. 10 and 15, yeah, because uh, he's only got one year left. I think in, in an ideal world, Albion would like to sell and they would like to use that money to to rebuild. Mm. Um, might as well get into it now because it sort of leads to it. So Albion have always said they've got a competitive budget for next season. Yeah, um, We've always said that. We've always said we expect them to be str- sort of other... There is a caveat to that competitive budget, and that is that it, they use the word competitive because it's competitive in terms of the championship. But you've got to remember the championship's been decimated by coronavirus. So basically, if you've got a £1 budget, you're probably doing all right because <laughs> there's going to be loads of clubs in the championship that are saying we are not spending any money on transfer fees. Loads of clubs last January, I think it was something like three I can I always forget this star I should look it up again but I, th- I think last January three clubs paid fees for players and I think two of those were pre-agreed they had they were contractually obliged to do them yeah so so like it was no one was spending any fees in last January in the championship the EFL was was much harder hit by coronavirus than the Premier League and it's like riches ridiculously wealthy riches that it's got so I think Albion have got a, 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 some money to spend. As I, think, I think as we're sitting here today, Albion have got some money to spend. Well, yeah. in that situation, they're compar- they've got a comparative budget because I think a hell of a lot of teams in the Championship haven't got um, money to spend. But on top of that, if they then sell Pereira, if they then sell Johnson, or just one of them, Ismail's confirmed that that money, he'll be given that money to spend. And then suddenly the word competitive budget would probably you could change it into a strong budget. Yeah. Because they will have they'll be serious. They'll have they'll have money. Um so is it worth keeping Pereira and Johnston? I, I don't know if it is in terms of the Johnston one.
0: Do you really want to lose him for free next summer? Do you
1: really want to lose him for free next summer? Look, if I, if if no one comes in for Sam Johnston this summer wasn't I got absolutely no doubt about it, he will give absolutely everything for Albion next season. He loves playing for Albion. He'll be as good as he always has been. But he'll probably leave next year for free. Because there'll be a club that go, Oh, we can sign Sam Johnson, he's worth ten million pounds. So well tell you what, Sam, we'd have to pay ten million pounds to sign you, so we'll give you a four million pound signing on fee. Yeah. And we're in the Premier League and Albion, oh, they are in the Premier League, so just come up all. Albion aren't in the Premier League, they didn't quite make it, but you can have this 4 million quid and you can play for us. And he's just going to have to go. And he's going to have to go. And and Johnson has to be in the Premier League that season, the the season after next, because of the World Cup. Yeah. From what we gather, he was basically England number two before Dean Henderson got injured. Apparently he was performing so well in training he was pushing himself ahead of Henderson. Yeah. Um, So... I mean, look, we've seen what a wonderful camp that was for England. Who wouldn't want to be a part of that? Um, and Sam Johnson has put himself firmly in the mix, and to stay in it, really, has to be in the Premier League. So, Albion can't afford to sell him for no- losing for nothing next year. Sam Johnson deserves to be in, it, in the Premier League and deserves to be part of that England setup. So, like, I think, of course, Albion. Won- if, if Albion got offered 10 million, £12 million quid for him, I think it's in everyone's best interest that he's he sold. Pereira is the same again. If I'm having it 25 million for him.
0: I think 25, 30 million gets a club doing a um,
1: deal. And then, and then you say to smile, look, we've been hit by COVID. We need to balance the books. Here's 15 million quid based on what we've sold from Pereira. 15 million quid. This is just Pereira I'm talking. Let's imagine Johnson's yeah. not gone. But like you'd be like, I mean, that, that's serious cash. That's serious cash in this climate. That's in striker. The
0: that is a a a very very good striker.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I yeah. I mean, you probably get two or three really really good players for that. I'd imagine in this day and age, in the championship, I, I would imagine, and also Ismail's got the shopping abroad is just cheaper. It just is. Yeah. Um, and Ismail knows about the Bundesliga. He knows about the Austrian league. So. Yeah, I think. From what I gather, from what I've been told, Pereira is training exemplary, you know. He's been an yeah. absolute breath of fresh air. He's he's um Ismail said he expects him to go. Probably Pereira is expecting to go, but apparently he's been absolutely fantastic in training. No issues with him whatsoever. Um, but again, like Johnston, I think he deserves to be in the Premier League. I think he knows he should be in the Premier League. So I think I think I mean, he's he's genuinely the best ever player I've watched live on a consistent basis. So the day he does go, I'd be absolutely gutted. But I think I think it's right for him to move on. I do. Mm.
0: Uh, talk of some offers for him already, although I mean the, the talk of stuff from Al Halal, it's the the figures nowhere near.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't read too much into that to be honest. I mean, there's that Albion. As much as I'm saying Albion want to will, will probably want to sell. Like they also know what. But Pereira, I mean, he's that good. He could be the difference next season. I mean, Albion are hoping that they'll be able to build a team that can go up without him. Yeah. Um, but he could be the difference. And sorry, six million quid or seven million quid, whatever they're saying, it's just not going to cut it. It's just, not to, it's just not going to cut it. There's a story today in one newspaper saying Leicester are going to bid £12 million for him. Well, £12 million isn't going to cut it.
0: No, good luck with that. Um, Brendan will be sent back to the King Power uh, with a pretty glum look on his face, I think.
1: They'll have to start with a two, at least, what? Because Albion are in a fortunate position that they don't have to sell. I mean, they contracted. Want, they'd probably like to, but they don't have to sell. And the reason why they don't have to sell is because they got up the year before last. Yeah. Um, that, pro- that promotion, we've said it a million times, was so important. It was so, so, so important.
0: I mean, it's not out of this world to suggest... Say Johnston goes because I think I think Johnston's are more likely to go sooner. Although I don't know who comes in for him because West Ham apparently in Ferrariola. Yeah. So say you get fifteen million for Johnson. Let's let's just imagine you get that amount. Use that money to sign a striker. Then in in theory, you've got a great squad already because I don't think you need a replacement keeper to be honest with you. Say you play a three-four-one-two or the, <laughs> a three-four-two-one. You've got the likes of Garner, Grant, Robinson, and Pereira who could all fit in that in that role, just just behind the striker or just wider the striker.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, you, you, the squad. Is, if you're saying it like that, yeah, I agree. I don't think Harby need a keeper. I think we've got. I think you've got to give Button slash Alex Palmer slash Josh Griffiths a chance next season. Probably not Josh Griffiths because of his age, but he probably is the most exciting prospect of those three we've talked about the back three, we need someone at wing back to cover those two players, no doubt about it. Although, uh, I think Hick- Garner Hickman can do it, but I, 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 don't, I haven't seen enough of him to know. Yeah. Um, midfield, we've got Alex Mower, who's probably going to play every week, let's be honest, bar injury or suspension. I would imagine Livermore will thrive next to him. Yeah. Then you've got Sawyers, obviously there's question marks out. There's still a question mark over Livermore, so probably going to bring in another central midfielder. We want Trevor Chalaba, see how that goes. He's got a lot of options from what I understand. The front forwards are are, I think, really exciting, interesting options and will really suit the way Ismail wants to play. And then it is just that striker, really. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, I think we're looking at potentially two full-backs, potentially another central midfielder, potentially two strikers. It depends. Yeah. Probably one, maybe one striker. And let's
0: not forget, you can utilise the loan market more in the Championship.
1: Four more editions. I'd say four or five more editions. I'd imagine. Yeah. Um, that's even if Pereira and Johnston go. Yeah, you can utilize the low market. Yeah, of course you can have. I mean, you can have like, can you have like eight players alone? Eight, eight but
0: you've uh, you only had five in the match day eighteen, aren't
1: you? Only like five, yeah, in the squad. Yeah, so yeah, but you have to say it's been quite a positive start um, to the window. Really, bear in mind Albion yeah. haven't got. A sporting and technical director anymore. They've made two very good additions. One real key player still to do. Yeah. Um, You've got to get that one right. You've got to get the striker right. Gotta get the striker right, yeah. But Just because players, I think yeah. Grant will play off, I do personally, but oh, I
0: think he will as well.
1: Um But yeah. Plenty of time still to get that man in.
0: Yeah, loads of time, loads of time. Um New home kit. Do you like it? Simple question.
1: Uh, I'm not thrilled by it. I don't care. <laughs> I'm sorry. I said it before. Like I, I, I'm really sorry to people who do. Um, just not interested, mate.
0: I get it. For me, it doesn't scream Albion. That's the only issue I've got with it. I don't think it screams Albion.
1: It's interesting because like the stripes thing for me, there's still stripes there. Some people say it's not. I don't know. It's a panel, not a stripe. Yeah, I, like.
0: I'm down that route. I don't think it's. I don't think it's stripes.
1: Um. Yeah. It's, do you know what? I just think it's got an Albion badge on it. It's navy blue and white. Next year there'll be a different sort. They have to do them slightly different every year because otherwise it would just be. You got. They got to sell it every year, haven't they? They have to be yeah. slightly different designs. Next year there'll be another variant of it that'll be the same colours that'll have the same badge on it. It is what it is to me. Um, but I know, but I'm not taking it. I know a lot of people get very, very passionate about this. So I'm not trying to belittle them in any way, shape or form. I just, kits don't float my boat, unfortunately.
0: Hey, if they win the league in it, or maybe I'll be, maybe I'll be turned around to it a bit more. Um, but yeah, I, I just don't think it screams Albion to me. But that's my opinion. Everyone can have their own. Um, shall we get on to questions?
1: Yes, let's
0: do it. All right, we've got so many, Joe. Have we? So, so many.
1: Oh, God, I was looking
0: those. at them all. I was like, "Geez, we're never going to answer all of these. All oh,
1: right, Well, let's do quickfire then. Let's go real quick. Which is okay. not my strength. Quickfire's not my strength, to be fair.
0: Alan. Alan, friend of the podcast. Alan, do you have Alan a feel for... Alan that's Yeah, that's the one. Do you, have a... do you have a feel for how the existing senior pros have taken... To Val?
1: Yes, I do actually. Um, so, obviously, I can't really say where I, I get this information from, but from what my understanding is that staff members and players are very impressed with him. Ah. Um, is what I gather. Apparently, there are um, players that were. Ex- well, there's only two new ones, but players who've been at Albion for a while have. Yeah, they're really impressed with the training. Really, really impressed. Mm. Um, and very impressed with him is what I'm told. He's 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 made he's made a very good impression, a very very good impression on the squad. I've heard that from I've heard that from multiple people um, who are all in sort of different capacities to deal with him in different ways. So yeah, it's um I don't from by the sounds of it he's he's yeah he's done very very well. He's proper getting everyone on board very very quickly.
0: That's great news. I will apologise to anyone listening, by the way. I've got building work going on in the building behind me, and then the two neighbours have each got their kids out in their gardens screaming and shouting, playing games. So if you can hear that, that's what that is.
1: What building work you having done?
0: It's not my building. It's a building behind us, so they've had like a wall kind of semi-collapse. It's not like a structural wall, just like a garden wall. Um, but I think they're getting that sorted. But it just means it just means noise. They started at eight in the morning, by the way.
1: I wouldn't be happy
0: about that. Oh, I wasn't thrilled. Um, but I start work at eight, so it's fine. Um, Chris Adams, are we waiting on money generated from sales before we can actually spend money?
1: Well, I think we've answered that, haven't we? Um, I don't know what the exact... You've got to remember, Albion spent £2 million to get Ismail in. Yeah. So there has been money there. I, I genuinely don't know what that initial figure is. My understanding was there was an initial transfer budget which is based on having obviously no one having left yet. Um, I've always been told that budget's competitive. You always have to caveat that with a, probably a pound is competitive in the championship next season. They've already spent two million quid. Is there still money there? Pff, genuinely, don't know. Like, I mean, they can move money around, can't they, Albion? It's not. It's not. It's, it's, there's not just pots of transfer pot and this pot and that pot. It doesn't work like that. They've got a bank account. It's just not as straightforward as people think but hmm. i i when when they when it broke when when journalists started break talking about matt clark coming in and initially the stories were saying that brighton signed in for 3.9 million and they want to make a profit on that i was like oh i'm surprised i'll been a I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised to see Albion spend five million pounds on a player this summer, but I kind of would be surprised to see them spend that before Johnson or Pereira's left. Yeah. Um, so I think we can expect to see. Yeah, I think we'll. I think we'll see more money spent once a player has gone. Personally, that's just my opinion. I don't. I don't know. I. I do not get to see Albion's books or their transfer budget. No journalist does. 99% of the staff at Albion won't get to see that information. So it's it's very hard to know. But that's the, the impression I get is that probably they've got a list of targets, a list of deals they can get done once they've got probably Pereira sold. Yeah. And for that reason, I think it would benefit everyone really if he went sooner rather than later.
0: Yeah, I think so. All Albion fans, which upcoming games are you covering? Out of Tamworth, Woking, Sheffield Wednesday, Walsall, Watford, and Birmingham City.
1: Right, this is an interesting for me because I am only covering Woking.
0: You're only covering. Woking? I am I'm
1: very disappointed to say this. But I've heard.
0: I've heard. I'm, I'm. I mean, you say I'm taking your role. I mean, I mean I'm you're, genuinely doing your job at Watford.
1: Wow! Well, if you're gonna come come out with this Albion reporter nonsense on football fancast and whatever other clickbait site you're sell your soul to. Then it's about time we started putting some hard yards in, if you ask me. Um, I am, yeah, I've got 10 days off.
0: Of course you
1: have.
0: Um, I mean, I can't criticise you, I've just had two weeks.
1: I mean, so I've only had five days off this year. Um, so, yeah, as of, oh, I can't wait either. As of next Friday, I'm on, I'm on two stag doos, right? And in between two stag doos, I've got a week in Devon.
0: Oh, Nice.
1: So week Friday, which is, it's Wednesday today, isn't it? So yeah, week Friday, I'm in Liverpool for two days on a stag day.
0: Okay.
1: Come home on the Sunday. Drive to Devon on the Monday. Drive back from Devon on Friday night. Sunday, Saturday morning, jump on a train to London. Two days in London, come back. Uh, Mate, I can't drink either. I'm going to be in trouble. Yeah, you're going to be a broken man. I'm such a lightweight now. Two beers and I'm gone. Um,
0: we'll get so, to Bournemouth for, uh, first week of August, and you'll be you'll be you'll, I'll just be tra- dragging you around.
1: Yeah, he will be carrying me. So, um,
0: so you're only at Woking.
1: I'm only at Woking. Yeah.
0: Well, I don't know what's going on with all the other games because I'm supposed to beat them.
1: I'm really disappointed with that because like you want to see these friendlies under a smile, but yeah,
0: God, clearly not enough.
1: There's so there's so many games. It might I might be at more than working. I might I don't I haven't really looked at the whole fixture list, but I'm off for ten days and there's a lot of games in that time.
0: Yeah. Feel like you could have planned it better.
1: I've planned it for pre season. I've planned it so late like, it's the close season, mate.
0: Ah uh, no, you should have done it when I took it. We should have shared time off.
1: Well I thought I'd be off all the time if I took time when you were off.
0: Oh claim. claim. Season five, you couldn't help it. We had to start with it, didn't we?
1: What's the next question?
0: <laughs> Luke Smith of all the journalists changing around can it be confirmed that Massey and Hatfield will be, remain, will be remaining at West Brom I can confirm that I'll be remaining will you
1: I'm staying mate
0: there has been movement
1: there has been movement yeah
0: yeah a uh, uh, couple of changes here and there but we're, we're sticking around
1: we're sticking around yeah, there's, yeah. I'm never uh, leaving for the dingles
0: mate. <laughs> uh, there was a follow up to that uh, local Baggies fan said, I'm going to add on to this. If you had to do an initiation song when you changed clubs, what would your song be? Mine would be Sweet Caroline. Oh,
1: I was going to say Sweet Caroline. That's just so topical, though. Yeah, it is. Um, everyone would get going for that, wouldn't they? Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I do. Have you seen them? Um... You know Justin Timberlake? I don't know what the song's called. For the Trolls movie?
0: Oh, I don't know the song for the Trolls movie. Um, I knew you'd
1: pick a song from
0: a kid's film. Yeah. Why didn't you, why didn't you just pick something from like Moana, mate?
1: Oh, I love Moana. Yeah, Moana's great. Charles, Justin Timberlake.
0: Have you watched Coco yet?
1: Can't Stop the Feeling, that's what it's called. Because oh, a little yeah. boy, he just goes onto YouTube. He's only like... He's only one. But if we put on YouTube and that, that comes up and he points to it all the time, he can't talk... And he points to it and does a little dance. That oh, right. <laughs> That's our song, now. I am always sing that. Love us, And I love Justin Timberlake. I think he's in a good call.
0: Yeah, I've seen Justin Timberlake alive.
1: Me too, mate. Me yeah, too. Yeah, he's, he's good. Where did you see him?
0: I saw him in Birmingham.
1: Ah, so I went to the M-E-N.
0: Oh, right, OK. Um... Ronan Thompson, from a fan's perspective, far too many talented academy players are either poached or sold. Are the club happy to flip homegrown players for reasonable fees to balance the books, or is a consistent loss of talent more player-driven, slash out of the club's hands? This probably comes after, I'm i am going to, I can't pronounce his last name. Arobanum. Tim, Tim Arrobenum. Is yeah. that it? Yeah, uh, Tim Arobanum, yeah. He's headed to Villa. Shock.
1: So the, po- the, the the Academy, and we could probably do a separate Academy podcast, um, to be honest, um, is so complex that I can't really answer that question. But the, but the answer is it's all those things, really. Um, so on the one hand, Alvin's Academy has been very successful in recent years. It has produced a lot of players. You've got to remember that players, you can't, Nobody goes into a season... No team can go into the season with 14, 15 players. Yeah. You have to have a squad. And so Academy players obviously help prop up the squad um, and save you a fortune. So you, you need that strength and that You can't just buy everyone. Um, they have produced a lot of players like that. <sighs> they, they have lost a few. The, the interesting thing with Tim and Robin, if we use him for this example, is... He, everyone knows that Albion lost an awful lot of coaches to Villa. Yeah. They lost those coaches because there was a, a clash of ideas between the way they wanted to do things and the way Luke Dowling wanted to do things. That led to an exodus. That led to a lot of them going to Villa. Now, what would... The issue there is that so Timmer Robbenham, for example, was brought to Albion by those coaches who are at Villa. Okay? Now, he hasn't actually signed for Villa yet. And from what... I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm told he, I'm, 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 not, I'm very confident he will. But I have been told he has got loads of other offers, actually. So it's not, it's not absolutely guaranteed um, that he's going to go there. But for, in his case, in his case, as an example, he was brought to Albion by those people at Villa. And we always said this on the podcast: the academy is everything to do with the academy. You're talking, you need to talk in five years' time. It's, it's, you can never judge it now. Mm. Because basically, all the players there are still those people, all far from the coaches who are at Villa. They got, they signed them all. So Robiner might be thinking, I don't know what he's thinking, I've not spoken to him, I've got absolutely no idea what he's thinking. But he might be thinking, they're the guys who put their initial faith in me. They're the guys who spotted me. They're the guys who have helped develop me to this stage. They're offering me a great deal to go to Villa. Villa are putting an awful lot of money into their academy and signing players from all over the world. I'm going to go there now if that's that, if that's his choice that's his choice but we can't knock we don't know why what is what his ultimate reason for going there is but the fact that they did find him in the first place and the fact that he has got those ties with them you would imagine that is a a, a, a one of the reasons why he's going there hmm. that he has got a relationship with those people already the last year or two those coaches are gone and the players that are coming come in would have been signed by Richard Stevens. They would have been signed by the other members of the, the new, the new coaches at the Academy. But we don't even know who those guys are. Like we haven't got their name. They're so young and they're so down the order. If you like, they've got their they've, team, they're kids, aren't they? They're, they're literally kids. Yeah. Um, so we've got to wait for five years to assess Richard Stevens and to assess Albion's Academy. Um, the way it was, so the way it is now. So it's really difficult. There's, there's, there's so much going on with that academy. Albion are, are really pleased with it. They're really, really pleased with the people they've got in there. They believe that it's doing really good work, and they're going to reap the rewards of that. However, there is no doubt that over the last ten years or so, they have produced a very good production line of players. They've produced a hell of a lot of players who have made it professionally. Mm. The this is why you could talk about all day. The caveat to that is what Luke Dowling's argument was was that he didn't think they were producing enough first-team players. He said, he said they were producing players, but those players weren't ever actually making it into the first-team. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you think of the examples. You've got Tyler Roberts, who I'm a big fan of Tyler Roberts. He's, he's certainly good enough to play in Albion's first-team, in my opinion, but obviously he's at Leeds now. Morgan Rogers. It'd be interesting. Is he good enough to play for Albion now? Potentially, he is. He's um, been
0: in with Crystal Palace, hasn't he?
1: But obviously, he was in, he was on loan at Lincoln last season. He's obviously went to Man City for a lot of money. If Man City come in for you, are you going to turn that down? It's it's difficult, isn't it? Mm. You have got to remember when a team like Man City comes in for you, they offer they offer so much. I mean, we we've heard like we've heard stories of players being offered that clubs come in these big clubs, they buy your parents' houses and stuff. Yeah it's way beyond what you think goes on. Like, they, I mean, if you're a 16, 17-year-old kid and you come in and Man United want you, and we go, well, are Man United going to sign Not only are Man United going to sign you, we're going to buy your parents a 250 grand house in Cheshire. Like, so suddenly it becomes very, very hard to turn that down. Yeah. So all these, all these things are at play with the academy. Um, I'm not defending Luke Dowling at all. I'm not, I'm not saying Luke Dowling was right. I'm not saying Luke Dowling was wrong. I'm saying we will know if Luke Dowling was right or wrong in five years' time, probably. Um, but yeah, as, look, Dar Shea's made it, hasn't he? Daro has come through and he's, he is a proper Albion player. Yeah. Um, Nathan Ferguson, you could say the same. However, with Nathan Ferguson, that was very much Slaven Bilic driven. I mean, from what I understand, before Slaven arrived, Ferguson was about to go out on loan. Um, if my memory serves me right, he was potentially going to Mansfield. Yeah. Um, so...
0: That sounds crazy now.
1: It's crazy, but that is the situation they're in. So I think Dowland's point was, yes, we've created these players, but who's really impacting the first team? Um, He wanted to make changes. I think a lot of the changes he made are just commonplace at most clubs, like the players, academy players having a separate entrance, a separate canteen. I don't think they're quite as drastic as maybe people think, but yeah, who knows? He might have absolutely got it wrong. Because Albion had a great academy. Um, but let's, I just think Albion have got some wonderful academy staff and I think they need to be given a shot. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. But yeah, could talk about it all day. I know, we're, I know we're going way over time-wise, yeah.
0: It's fine, it's fine. Tom Hunt, do you expect to see Zahor stay or be sent out on loan again? Now this is the thing, we're talking about a striker signing. They've got a lad who was signed for big money. Admittedly, seems a bit more like they overpaid for him. But he's someone who could potentially fill a role. Maybe not start him, but at least off the bench.
1: Yeah, I mean he didn't put up any trees at Mill, did he, let's be honest. True. Um he's, from what I gather he scored in this game. the, the, the Salford, they played Salford yesterday in the Behind Closed Doors Friendly. I think there was three games. They played three matches, three forty five minute matches. So the score lines are a bit irrelevant really, because they weren't ninety minute games, it was three separate sort of little matches he scored in at least one of those games from what I gather um, yeah I mean there's no doubt about it he's 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 a championship striker at best isn't he yeah um, and he's he's scored goals at this level before
0: if he's willing oh, to buy in if he's willing to buy in if he's willing to, to buy
1: in yeah it's exactly the same thing isn't it he, he's got an opportunity now if he's willing to do, if he's willing to play the Ismail way and he can do it then great I mean I'm struggling to. I haven't seen a lot in him to be honest, Um, but we'll see. We'll see. I hope he does. I hope he does. It would be absolutely great for everyone if um, if he does. But I think we all know strikers top of the list, really, don't we?
0: Yeah. And and speaking of strikers, Mateus Goat fifteen asks any ideas on the West Brom striker targets. Who would you both personally sign for the striker role? trying to think of someone I would sign because I haven't seen this question before it's yeah. weird because it. I mean I'm, I'm, I'm kind of going to cheap out a little bit the season when we saw for example Villa go up they signed a great lone striker in, in Tammy Abraham obviously that's not going to happen now Tammy Abraham's you know he's never going to play in the championship again but they need someone of that mould I think yeah Someone who knows where the goal is can hold the ball up, can play other team, other other members of the team, you know. In you, you ba- basically, I'm saying, you need an all round number nine. Someone who is is physical as well as as good with the ball at their feet, and it, it's it's easier said saying they just need an all round number nine than actually getting
1: one. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. I I, I mean, I I don't know who to go for. I really don't. Could you see him
0: going for someone like a Daryl Dykes, who obviously did the job at Barnsley, is in the MLS at the moment, but they do seem to want big money for him.
1: Yeah, they seem to want an awful lot. Is it like twelve million quid or something? Yeah,
0: serious money.
1: I don't think did he do enough to warrant that fee. Obviously, Barnsley had a great season.
0: Yeah, he didn't. He didn't do it in the playoffs, though, did he? I think. I, I think a lot of people looked at the playoffs and been maybe slightly disappointed with him, but throughout that that six month spell or whatever it was, five months, he did impress. I don't think he impressed enough to you know splash. 12 million quid on him
1: Kiefer Moore how much did he cost
0: just come off of a good Euros yeah
1: he's a good player
0: it's an interesting one I don't a name doesn't come to head to my mind um, for me but you never know Um, Dan WBA do you see any youngsters getting into the first team this season should that be on the bench or starting eleven and who?
1: We he said four, didn't he? He said three or four youngsters have really impressed him.
0: Yeah. He wouldn't name names either. He wouldn't
1: name them. Um
0: He's right not to do that as well, by the way.
1: I think. Outside chance, Callum Morton? Yeah. Because he the boy can press.
0: Oh yeah, uh, that's one th- yeah, that's one thing he can say. I mean he works
1: he works his socks off, so I think I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised if he got a, not, if he if he was a squad player this year. I wouldn't be surprised if he was a squad player this year. I would have said a rope if he wasn't off. That's the god's honest truth. Yeah. Um. Obviously, Kelab Taylor, Garner Hickman were on the bench last season. You've got to be looking at those two really. Um. Um. Yeah. This new guy as well, Castro.
0: Oh yeah, forgot to mention him.
1: Um, New New
0: signing, young lad.
1: Um, yeah, apparently Impressed he's doing very on trial. apparently doing very well in training. I mean I think he's definitely one for the under twenty threes, but maybe towards the end of the season. Um he seems to be sort of in the Ismail mould. Yeah. Um, yeah. He likes youth, doesn't he? So Ismail, if people don't know, he basically his career began as an academy, as like head of the academy at Hanover and then Wolfsburg. So, and then Wolfsburg made him manager. But he's, he's literally come up through the youth ranks. And we know he plays with intensity, we know he plays with energy. And obviously, youth is an advantage to those things. It's not like you can obviously be like in your 30s and still play like that, but it is an advantage to be younger. So, yeah, be interesting. Well,
0: indeed. Do you want. I think that's all the questions we've got time for. I yeah. Think. And unless you want some random ones, I had. I, did, I do have some random ones, but they're not football related. And I know how you feel about unfootball related questions.
1: <sighs> <sighs> what are they?
0: Ryan Glasgow, if you were a chef at a food store, what food would you serve and why?
1: Oh, I'm not answering that.
0: I'd go. Oh, I'd go for pizza. But I've got an interesting story about Sunday. So I was obviously in isolation. Deciding what food to order for the game.
1: I got a horrible feeling this story isn't going to be interesting.
0: I wanted to order pizza. Now was I wrong? Because I t- I said I said to my mother, "I'm going to order pizza," and she said, "You can't order pizza when they're playing Italy. It's bad luck." They lost the game anyway. I was gutted.
1: What did you have?
0: I had um. I had a place I actually recommended to you. It was good. It's a place called Jemiah. It's like uh, fried chicken. Caribbean fried chicken, heart oh, is good.
1: Yeah, if that's the best question you got from the random ones, we'll leave it there.
0: Are you sure? Because Chris Mansell asked if you, if he thinks the, do you think the Peaky Blinders beer is any good? I don't think it is. But I'm not the biggest beer drinker.
1: I've never drunk it.
0: You've never drunk a beer. <laughs> I
1: have drunk a beer because <laughs> I'm <I've laughs> drunk a Picky Blinders. I thought you were doing a Declan Rice and, on me and a Jaden Sancho. He hasn't never had a beer either.
0: Yeah, and they're not going to have one because they didn't win the thing which is disappointing
1: yeah ne- next year
0: next year next year there's always next year uh, right that just about does this for an episode Joe uh, anything else to add mate
1: no good to be back mate good it's, to be back
0: it's wonderful to be back season 5 has begun uh, it's going to be a long old season as well I think yeah, long is be... in good like a long season a lot of games but I think it'll be an enjoyable season
1: I love the games I do
0: I can't wait for Bournemouth I
1: know yeah I'm looking forward to that I hope I'm a few more friendlies. I'll have a look. I need to check. But I, I never plan further than the next day at the minute. It's just... My life is hectic.
0: I know you've just said that, but do you want to go down and grab some food before the game? Maybe Why invite some Albion fans.
1: Bournemouth? Yeah. Um, I might go down and with my family. Oh,
0: right, OK. Uh, make a weekend
1: what? of it, yeah. Great
0: way to ruin my plans. All right. Sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. I'll invite the listeners to somewhere else.
1: Revel in your blue tick. <laughs>
0: alright that just about does it uh, as always thank you for everyone for listening uh, we hope you enjoyed the return of the podcast uh, we'll be back on a on a regular basis now Joe won't we
1: we will like. we're back every week
0: apart from your 10 days off uh, but Try from again. me and from Joe for the first time this season a fond farewell goodbye